morning. Peace be with you. I have a couple of surprises here. Is this thing working okay? Yeah? Okay. What would a Sunday be without uh, Pastor Ken surprising and doing something out of order or, you know, so today is no, <clears throat> is no different. Um, first thing is, is um, you remember me preaching in the past, and one of the catch lines was, um, things falling apart. I'm falling apart. Remember that? And, and I encouraged you by knowing our Father in heaven who loves us and knows when even a sparrow falls, or I would submit that he knows when sparrows are hopping, and that's a lot of hops, and he keeps track of all that. When it feels like things are falling apart, I, I, I encourage you to say, well, let's look at it this way. Maybe they're falling together. And in a lot of our lives that I'm privy to as pastor, um, personal information and personal struggles and family struggles and all that, I know that many here are, feel like things are falling apart. And if you, you do, you know, just, you know, you don't have to go, <laughs> but... But uh, I want to encourage you today, and there's some things that are going to happen. One, um, we're going to have an affirmation of baptism. As Lutheran Christians, we believe in one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. Uh, the first one took, whether you were a baby or not, right? But Luther always told us to remember our baptism daily. Daily we are to, uh, as, as uh, Paul told us, um, that the old Adam was drowned in the waters of our baptism. So daily we are to remember our baptism and drown that old Adam and seek his guidance to walk in a resurrection life, walking wet in a resurrected life due to what Jesus did in that cross, on that cross. Amen? Amen. So my friend, little pocket Hercules, Peg, comes up to me the, uh, a couple weeks ago, and she goes, she stands next to me, and she goes, hey. I go, what? She says, I was baptized a long time ago, okay? She goes, I'd like to do it again. I said, you bet. She goes, I'm going to invite my family. Okay. She goes, I don't know if they're going to come. They came. <laughs> Thank you. For, I'll tell you what, attendance is good. This is good for me. You know, this is, uh, you know, numbers are way up. So today, right after uh, the sermon and the uh, hymn of the day, um, we're going to have a, 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 an affirmation of Peg Jones' baptism. And you get to help because you're part of it too. As a, as a, a, a family of believers right here, we get to participate. We get to say amen and amen. I'm going to ask you some questions. You didn't study? I'm just teasing. The answers are there, too. And it's on page 198. you got a green book in here. So on 198, we're going to follow along, and everybody is going to repeat with you because we're all affirming our baptism. But you get to get up here and have Pastor put a little water on you and pray over you, okay? So that's, that's, the, um, that's the big announcement that I have. Another one is, is that um, we'd like to extend the church to locals. Um, don't raise your hand because I, you know, but th are there some people here that don't have air conditioning? 
<laughs> okay. Well, um, I took it upon myself. I didn't ask permission, but I would like to um, make available this next week because it's going to be hot. Um, the fellowship hall to come over around 10 o'clock if you'd like, anytime between 10 and 2, and I will put the air conditioner on, bring a lunch, and we'll visit just to cool off, a cooling off station. Does that make sense? Do you think anybody that will come and visit me for that? I mean, I'd, I'd love to have you. Eldred, will you come visit? Okay. All right. So um, we want to do that because it's, it's, you know, it's hot. And um, as shepherds, I'm not the only shepherd, we got to take care of each other. We've got to take care of our sheep. So that's uh, one thing we're going to do. Okay? Well, that's... You can bring friends. And if we get enough friends, bring a, a deck of cards and Pastor Ken will show you how to cheat at poker. Okay. Well, enough of that. Let's stand. Let's uh, start our, our, uh, <laughs> our opening hymn on page 389.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open and all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sin, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us confess our sins to God, our Father. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his son to die for you, and for his sake, he forgives you all of your sins. And as your called and ordained servant of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. 
The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, though we do not deserve your goodness, still you provide for all our needs of body and soul. Grant us your Holy Spirit that we may acknowledge your gifts. Give thanks for all your benefits and serve you in willing obedience through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning. The first reading this morning is from Jeremiah chapter 23, verses 1 through 6. You can find it in the Pew Bible on page 1210. When I read about shepherds today, we're, we're really talking about as kings of Judah, who are faced with a very difficult uh, decision. They're a small kingdom surrounded by powerful enemies, the Assyrians in the north and the Egyptians to the west. They're in the wane, the Babylonians to the east, are in the ascendancy. And the kings have made a number of unfortunate decisions which have led to consequences. For example, the Babylonians have come and sacked Jerusalem. So Jeremiah speaks for God. Again, this is Jeremiah 23, verses 1 through 6. Woe to the shepherds who are destroying and scattering the sheep of my pasture, declares the Lord. Therefore, this is what the Lord, the King of Israel, says to the shepherds who tend my people. Because you have scattered my flock and driven them away and have not bestowed care on them, I will bestow punishment on you for the evil you have done, declares the Lord. I myself will gather the remnant of my flock out of all the countries where I have driven them and will bring them back to their pasture where they will be fruitful and increase in number. I will place shepherds over them who will tend them, and they will no longer be afraid or terrified, nor will any be missing, declares the Lord. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, a king who will reign wisely and do what is just and right in the land. In his days, Judah will be saved, and Israel will live in safety. This is the name by which he will be called, the Lord, our righteous Savior. Savior. We will read Psalm 23 responsively. You can find it on page 6 in the bulletin. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life 
and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The epistle is Ephesians chapter 2, verses 11 through 22, can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1819. Ephesians 2, 11 through 22. Therefore, remember that formerly you who are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, which is done in the body by human hands, remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenant of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace, and in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross by which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. For through him, we both have access to the Father by one spirit. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself as a chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. gospel reading this morning is from St. Mark chapter 6 verses 30 through 44 and can be found in the Pew Bible on page 1562. Glory to you. Mark writes, the apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all that they had done and taught. And then, because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat, he said to them, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. But many who saw saw them leaving recognized them and ran on foot from all the towns, and they got there ahead of them. And when Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them. Because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. 
By this time, it was late in the day, so the disciples came to him. This is a remote place, they said, and it's already very late. Send the people away so that they can go to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered, you give them something to eat. And they said to him, that would take more than half a year's wages. Are we to go and spend that much on bread and give it to them to eat? How many loaves do you have? He asked. Go and see. When they found out, they said, five loaves and two fish. And then Jesus directed them to have all the people sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of hundreds and fifties. And taking the loaf, taking the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks, and he broke the loaves. And then he gave them to his disciples to distribute to the people. He also divided the two fish among them. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces of bread and fish. The number of men who had eaten was 5,000. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you please uh, pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus. I am not the good shepherd, but I know I am. I am not worthy of being in this office, this holy office of ministry. but I know I am. I am not but I know I am. For those of you listening at home, I just pointed up to the sky when I said I know I am. Get it? I am not, but I know I am. And you do too. You know the great I am. And you are close to him right now. Why? Because you came in this morning and through the liturgy that has been set up through the ages, we heard the soothing, life-giving, healing words 
your sins are forgiven. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen? Thank you. We'll see you next week. It really is that simple. I so needed to hear this morning. Uh, Sorry, I'm walking around a lot, honey. I'm trying to do it with purpose. (laughs) I so needed to hear this morning that my sins, for the sake of his son, the great I am, my sins are forgiven. And not by my authority, but by his and by what was done on that cross. I had to hear that this morning. I had to hear it because things are falling apart. And it's hard right now to grasp that they're really falling together. What do you mean? Well, you know, we're going to have a chance to pray, but um, Tracy's mom and dad are, are very, very ill, and things got really bad yesterday, really bad. Her mom has stage four cancer in her larynx. She's been going a week in chemotherapy and radiation every day. She's not feeling well. And her dad is not behaving very well because age has taken him. He's falling apart. And he's lashing out. Maybe some of you can, I see a lot of heads not about, you know, yeah, you've been there, you know. Dementia is a, a horrible thing. Cancer is a horrible thing. It's falling apart. What do you mean, Ken? It's falling together? Well, in that archaic old hymn that we read and, and sang, Stand Up, Stand Up for Jesus, at one point in time it says, we hear the battle din, but then we hear the victory song. That's, that's our life here in this flesh is, is a battle. But soon, in his time, we'll hear this, the victory. And that's where we have and why we have the hope. And that's why we not only sing, but we do read from this old book. Because it points us to Jesus. Every, every bit of it says it's been done for you. The good stuff is coming. It is falling apart and it looks like it, but it's falling together perfectly. Do not be afraid. Week after week, I talk to you and I say, you know, the, 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 a proper uh, proclamation needs to point out that you need Jesus. The proper proclamation says that the law will not save you. You were born condemned. You were born into sin. I have a friend of mine that sent out a baby announcement and said, me and Beth just gave birth to another sinner. Some people go, oh, well, blah, 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 blah. And you've heard me talk about that. But anyone that has children, they're sinners, All they care about is themselves. I'm hungry. I'm tired. I got poopy pants. Right? Well, that's not sin. Well, yeah, it is. And even more than that, they were born of a man and of a woman that are sinners. And I will take you back to the 
part here that says, uh, it's, let's see, one, two, their third response. Could everybody look at your thing right now? Oh, you didn't tell me I had to participate. Well, <laughs> surprise. What does it say? Uh, the, the, your third response. First one is in the name. Second one's Almighty God. And then all together we said, if we say we have no sin, we what? And? If anyone's sitting here going, yeah, well, I probably haven't sinned as bad as you, Pastor Ken, I would say, you're probably right. Let's compare notes. No, let's not do that. We've all fallen short. And if we say that we are without sin or my sin isn't as bad as yours and so on and so forth, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us and there's not much that can be done for you. However, if we confess our sins, and I heard you, and so did Abba Father, If we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, it is as simple as that. And yet, we put up barriers. And that's one of the themes today that Paul was writing about were the barriers that were were coming up. Um, But we have barriers as well. It's called denominations. It's called non-denominations. It's called I think. We put up barriers. The Jews, they put up barriers. You, you know, they had 613 extra regulations on top of the Ten Commandments. Why? Barriers. To who? You. Gentiles. Do you know that at one point in time, they used to have a wall, an actual physical wall that kept Gentiles out of the church? And it basically said, no trespassing. You're not wanted. We are the chosen people. They found that. That's archaeologically provable. It's there. Walls. 613 regulations. Those Gentiles won't follow that. They'll just say, walls. We put up walls. We put up walls and regulations that, you know, um, let's just, since I'm going to hammer on baptism, we put up walls and say, infant baptism is invalid. Baby can't choose Jesus as his Lord and Savior. Um, neither can you. What is baptism from Luther's small catechism? Baptism is not just water, but it is the water included in God's command and combined with God's word. Okay, I love this because it's questions and answers and I'll add my own thing. Okay, smarty pants, which is that word of God? Well, it's right here. Christ our Lord says in the last chapter of Matthew... Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. That's Matthew 28, 19. Well, it doesn't say go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them as soon as they are old enough to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. There is no loss in translation from the Greek. So what benefits, Pastor Ken, 
does baptism give? It works forgiveness of sins. It rescues from death and the devil and gives eternal salvation to all who believe this as the words and promises of God declare. Okay, smarty pants, which are these words and promises? Christ our Lord says in the last chapter of Mark, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. Well, wait a minute. If I don't get baptized, can I be saved? Yes. If you believe. If you repent, your sins will be forgiven. What about the the thief on the cross? Yeah, talk about being in the right place in the right time with the right guy. Yes. Third, how can water do such great things? Not just water, but the word of God in with the water, in with the water, the word of God that does these things, along with the faith which trusts this word of God in the water. For without God's word, the water is plain water and no baptism. But with the word of God, it is baptism. That is a life-giving water, rich in grace and washing of the new birth in the Holy Spirit. Washing of the new birth in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit comes upon us like a dove, just like it did with Jesus. Titus chapter three says, he saved us through the washing of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that having been justified by his grace, we might become heirs having the hope of eternal life, this is a trustworthy saving, saying. And lastly, what does baptizing with water indicate? It indicates that the old Adam in us should by daily contrition and repentance be drowned. Daily, contrite, repentance, daily, Sometimes many times during the day, I have to daily, moment by moment, especially when I'm commuting, say, I'm sorry, Father, I'm a a horrible sinner. I need you to forgive me. And he does. And then that new man should daily emerge and arise to live before God in righteousness and purity forever. Daily, like the waves coming in. That's how often we need to seek forgiveness and to remember our baptism. Ooh, I'm doing pretty good here. Slam! You know, no, that's how it works daily. If we say we are without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. So where is this written? St. Paul writes in the Romans, We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life, a new life. We are reborn. Nicodemus didn't understand that either. He came to Jesus one night and said, how can I be reborn? Do I enter my mother's womb again? And Jesus says, you know, come on, bud. Actually, he didn't say come on, bud. He said, you're one of the leading teachers and scholars, and you don't understand this? 
Repent and believe. It's just that simple. So what do we do with that? Well, we know we need Jesus. And we know what Jesus did for us on that cross. He died a death for us. He became sin for us. Therefore, we are no longer guilty. We are justified through what his sacrifice was. We are not worthy. But through our baptism, where we are sealed by the Holy Spirit, through water, word, and the Holy Spirit coming upon, giving us a faith. Faith is a gift, right? Faith is a gift of the Holy Spirit. And faith does come through baptism. Faith does come from hearing the word. Faith is a gift. When we come to this church service, we don't come to be served, although, wait a minute, yeah, we are. Well, I come to the service to to serve. God needs my help. Do you really think that? No, you come to this service to be revived, to be refreshed, to be fed. This entire service is about you just holding your hand out and receiving. From the beginning of confession and absolution, you receive forgiveness of sins. Through the gospel Proclamation, if your pastor gets out of the way, you receive faith. Well, I need a burning bush, Pastor Ken. I need, a, I, need, I need something. Well, here it is. You want to see Jesus? Here he is. He's at this altar. What are you talking about? He promised. He promised that I will be there in these simple elements. This is my body given for you. This is my blood shed for you. You need Jesus because the law does not save. Jesus didn't end the law. He met the law. You could say abolished, and in the Greek word for that of abolishment, it means, it means rendered ineffective. Law brought death. Jesus brought life. Come and taste life. Come and taste forgiveness of sins. Come and taste salvation. The table will be prepared, and it's waiting for you. And there's plenty of room at the table. Just like 5,000 men were fed on, was it five fish, or five breads and two fish, right? And there was extra you think there are any ladies there that day? They just counted the men. I would have counted everybody, right? You know, hey, this would be nice, you know. So let's just say there's at least a thousand, maybe a couple kids too. I mean, did they have daycare back then? No. So I think it's safe to say that more than 5,000 people were fed. He provides. They were about to put a wall up. Send them home. It's late. We don't have that kind of jing to, to pay for people like that. 
Send them away. Let them get their own food. They can come hear the good news later. Jesus tore down that wall. He had compassion on them. He has compassion on you daily, moment by moment. That's his promise. Grasp it. Come and taste it. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You all may be seated. At this time, I'd like to call Peg up. And, um, and then also for you, as I said earlier, in the Green Lutheran Book of Worship on page 198. If you would turn to that, that would be great. And uh, if the Peg's family would like to come up and if, for pictures or anything like that, you know, you want a front row seat and see what's happening, that's fine. Um, this is... This is your time and Jesus' time together. So, yeah, amen, amen. Yeah, she knows a lot of words. Okay, well, <laughs> we'll talk about your vocabulary a little later then, okay? I can't wait. <laughs> what does great grandpa do when he hits his finger? No. All right, move on to the baptism, Pastor Ken. Okay, my friend. 
people join with me on uh, page uh, 199, section 12 there. Brothers and sisters in Christ, in holy baptism, our Lord Jesus Christ received you and made you members of his church. In this community of God's people, you have learned from his word God's loving purpose for you and for all of creation. You have been nourished at his holy table and called to be witness to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, therefore, I ask you to profess your faith in Jesus Christ, to reject sin, and to confess the faith of the church, the faith in which we baptize. Now, I will ask the questions, and you will say, I do, I hope. Do you renounce all the forces of, the e of evil, the devil, and all of his empty promises? If so, say, I do. I do. Do you believe in God the Father? You say, I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Do you believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God? I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. Do you believe in God, the Holy Spirit? I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Okay, now one thing I need to hear, you, you probably heard the, the Catholic Church, you said, I thought we were Lutheran, right? You notice it didn't say Roman Catholic. Catholic is together, church. Okay, so you're not Catholic today. Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> Let us pray. Let us pray for those who are affirming their baptism and for all the baptized everywhere, that they may be redeemed from all evil and rescued from the way of sin and death. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer that the Holy Spirit may open their hearts to the grace and truth. Lord, in your mercy, that they may be kept in faith and communion of the Holy Church. Lord, in your mercy, that they may be sent into the world in witness to your love. Lord, in your mercy, that they may be brought to fullness of your mercy and glory, Lord, in, our, in your mercy. Father, into your hands we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Now, Peg, you have been baptized. Today is a remembrance of your baptism. And I'm going to come around this side because I'm right-handed, and so i got to get you this way. So you ready for the soaking? Is anyone watching this? No, we don't have to do this. Not the amount of the water. It's the word 
and the water and your faith, all work of the Holy Spirit, our Father in heaven, and his Son, Jesus Christ, perfectly done for you. Hey, you have been baptized in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You have been marked by the cross and sealed by that Spirit forever. It is good, huh? <laughs> she said, good. And I am, amen, huh? High five, Grandma. Come on there. All right, here we go. So you have made a public profession of your faith. Do you intend to continue the covenant God made with you in holy baptism, to live among God's faithful people, to hear his word and share in his supper, to proclaim the good news of God in Christ through word and deed, to serve all people following the example of our Lord Jesus, and to strive for justice and peace in all of the earth, Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Abba, Daddy, what joy it is this day to share with Peg the affirmation of her baptism. And with all baptized believers here in this house and abroad, Daddy, help us to remember what your baptism has done for us and continues to do for us until that day when we come home to see you face to face. Father, protect this beautiful woman and her family. Pour out your blessings and mercy upon her like rain. Refresh her every day. We ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. And here we have it. A renewed, baptized believer, family member of Reformation Lutheran Church. Let's have a... <laughs> Thank you. God bless you. Good job. Okay. I'll have you guys be seated anywhere you want. What are you doing? She didn't even see me. All right. Coach, you got a great family there. Hey, you got a great family. Thank you for sharing them. Thank you for sharing them. You can keep them. I would. Somebody noticed they were missing. Okay. Well, at this point, um, we have prayers. Liz, can you do prayers? Let us pray to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for through Christ we have access to him in the Holy Spirit. Holy Father, your Son builds his church on the foundation of the apostles and prophets and makes himself the cornerstone that unites us all. Through the peace of his forgiving blood, put away from your baptized children all that would divide them, that they may be truly joined together and grow together into a holy temple in the Lord. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Shepherd of Israel, you promised to set shepherds over your flock to care for them and drive fear away. Continue to send workers into the office of the holy ministry to feed the flock that your son purchased with his own blood. Open their mouths to speak the word of forgiveness 
that releases from fear and discloses how precious your own are to you and how you will let nothing separate them from your love in Christ forever. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Ruler of the nations, look in kindness on all who hold public office in our land and throughout the world. Strengthen them in every good deed and make them a blessing of yours. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Compassionate one, no need of your children escapes your notice or provision. Remember in mercy the hungry and homeless, the lonely and frightened, the sick and grieving. We especially lift up before you all who we have been asked to remember at this altar and now name either silently or out loud. Open your hand, O Lord, and satisfy the desire of each hurting soul and of every living thing. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Kind Master, your son once set a feast in a desolate place, miraculously multiplying five loaves and two fish to feed a multitude. Through the miracle of the Eucharist, he continues to bless, break, and give his own heavenly feast, the gift of his own body and blood for our forgiveness. Give us faith as we meet him at his table, that we may ever greet him as the Lord, who is our righteousness. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Holy One, in your son's resurrection victory, death lost its power to separate us from your love. We praise you for all whom he has joined by his spirit to himself in the church, and to whom he has given a life that death will never snatch from them. Bring us to sing with them, and all who hope in his steadfast love, the new song in the kingdom. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. May the peace of the Lord be with you always. Since your pastor went a little long, let's um, greet and um, speak words of peace to those around us, and then we'll get going so we can get you home, okay?
Will you please stand? Will you pray with me? Blessed are you, O Lord our God, maker of all things. Through your goodness you have blessed us with these gifts. With them we offer ourselves to your service and dedicate our lives to the care and redemption of all that you have made. For the sake of him who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, through Christ our Lord, who on this day overcame death and the grave, and by his glorious resurrection, open to us the way of everlasting life. And so with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread and gave thanks. And then he broke it, giving it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again after supper, Jesus, he took the cup and he gave thanks. And then he gave it to his disciples and said, take and drink. This is the new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For we know that as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, that we proclaim Jesus, his death, his resurrection, and his glorious coming again. Let's pray together the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done for us, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Jesus is a 
is a barrier breaker, a wall wrecker. He tore down the wall that separated you and me from the Heavenly Father by his death. He destroyed death. He enacted forgiveness of sins. That wall's gone, and in its place lays a bridge that is through him, the good shepherd. And that bridge is narrow, but he points us there. If your confession, and I heard it is, is that Christ is your Lord and Savior, then come. This table is prepared. Come. You may be seated.
you please stand? And now the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our closing song is, Oh, How I Love Jesus. Jesus.